I'm really excited to share this episode about sales funnels and bringing people back into your float center. I'm sure everybody's heard that it's more expensive to get somebody in for the first time than to bring them back. Well, Kim Hannon actually gave a presentation on this during last year's float conference during the 2022 float conference. And now we're she's she's super stoked to just share it with uh, the rest of the world here. So uh, there's great conversation. Gloria's not on this episode, but um, myself and Drew have a lot of questions for her. And um, if there's ever one to listen to and have homework for, this is it. Uh, I I will be listening to this episode multiple times, even after having edited it and listened to the whole thing. There's just so much good stuff here to take notes on. Uh, give this one a full, full listen through it. It's good stuff. Before we get started, I do want to just talk about Helmbot for a little bit here. I um, let me know how to share the detailed information on this. But basically, um, if you want to change your schedule, like for us, we're, we're working on changing our float schedule to get some more floats in there, change transition times. Um, it's really cool that it's kind of like ingenious what they've done so that you can modify um, your schedule without changing your current schedule. Basically, you can create templates for yourself to try it out or make it, hey, during the summer, we have these hours or during the winter, we have these hours. Whatever you want to do, you can create as many of these formatted templates as you want, play around with the schedule without having any risk of altering your current schedule, which would be the big scary thing, right? So uh, just one more thing I love about the old helm Grab life by the helm. That's what they say every time you see one of their ads. Nope, that is not their motto, but I keep saying it because it's uh, stuck in my mind. Anyway, um, I love these guys. I love uh, the software that we use. Uh, Sandra was just glowing about this the other day when we um, started talking about altering our schedule. And she gave me a tour of, of the, all these different settings, and we've been playing with it ever since. But what you should do is book a tour of the entire piece of software at helmbot.com. And uh, yeah, get a live tour, have them walk you through everything, ask all the questions, get into all the nitty gritty. These guys know their stuff and they've designed software that works really well. Love this stuff. Again, helmbot.com is where you want to go. You know who else is working for you? The FTA, the Flowtech Association. Yeah, they are constantly working to give you more information. I mean, they're doing a lot of things, but one of the things they're working really hard at is educating this community on what we are doing, helping us be better at our businesses, whether it's marketing, like we're covering in today's episode, or whether it's um, sanitation. Uh, there's all sorts of information that they're continually gathering and sharing with all the members of the FTA. Uh, the best thing I can recommend to you is to go into their archives for the workshops that they've had, uh, for the experts that they've brought on, and just increase your education level and be a better float center owner and run a better business, uh, uh, monetize your business better uh, through the FTA. They're are never stopping what they're doing. It's it's really awesome that they, they just keep churning out these workshops that I highly recommend. And they're doing so much more than that as well. I would recommend going to flotation.org, checking out the site and signing up as a member. It really is something I truly believe in. I'm a member and uh, I love that I'm putting my resources in towards supporting the FTA, which is supporting the float community that I love so much and believe in so much. So again, go to flotation.org, check them out and dive into those archives, go to those workshops, show up for the workshops too. Um, show up for them, ask questions. And there's nothing like being live there and being able to bounce back and forth with an expert and get all your questions answered. But if you do miss it, again, you've got those archives. All right, let's start the show. Welcome back to another episode of Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. My name is Dylan, and I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon, with my lovely, beautiful, intelligent wife, Sandra. Hey, everybody. It's Kim Hannon with Sukino Float Center in Salt Cave in southern Indiana. Hey, everybody. This is Drew from New Hampshire Float in southern New Hampshire. Nice. And Kim, what, what are we here? What are we doing here? What's, what's the big idea? Yeah. You know what? I have been so engrossed in planning the 2023 float conference in the past couple of weeks that we decided to throw it back to the 2022 float conference 
And well, when is that? When's that? Twenty twenty three. What is that? Well, the twenty twenty three, August eighteenth through twentieth. Oh, where um, is that at? Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. Um, Pre conference workshops, including mine on marketing and management. Pre conference workshops are um, before the conference begins. Uh, CPO workshops, starter center workshop, all kinds of really awesome stuff. And so, like, what we're going to talk about today, we're going to expand on a lot in the workshop, along with a whole lot of other topics um, at my pre-conference workshop. So, yeah. Fantastic. And, like, I don't know, are tickets available now or? You go buy them at floatconference.com. Fantastic. Grab your ticket before they're gone. All right. <laughs> Limited supply. Please. Limited supply. So last you year, you're, so you're saying there was a conference last year and what was going on? It happened. Um, so last year I presented a little workshop, um, on creating an organic sales funnel to increase returning guests. It just so happened to be at the exact same time as Samuel Whiting's breath work mm. session. And, uh, I, Tough competition. <laughs> I learned to pay better attention Funny. <laughs> to Funny. the schedules that I'm, I'm chatting about and approving with Jocelyn. Um, but, uh. <laughs> we still had a great turnout for the workshop, but uh, we wanted to bring that topic here and share it with our listeners and, and the folks who maybe didn't get to attend um, that particular workshop. Or maybe if you did and you forgot some things that you thought you wanted to do, this will be hopefully a good refresher on what we talked about and uh, a good chance to implement some things now, especially as we're getting ready to go into the summer slump uh, in a couple of months that sometimes hits folks. Getting people back in the door is going to be, you know, a crucial piece uh, for all of us going nice, into right? summertime. Yeah. And, and you know, that's that's great uh, talking about the timing of this episode and all. But I actually was there for yours. I chose that over breath work. Uh, I chose going to your seminar or work workshop. And uh, I've been begging you to do this for six months. So I'm so happy <laughs> you are finally sharing all of your secrets with the world, giving it away for free. Thank yes, you, Kim. exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I love talking about this stuff and like I, I chat do. with people about it all I the time. It. So um, it's super fun, fun, fun stuff to to do it. Kind of in a, I, I call myself an anti-marketer. Um, I don't like to follow a lot of the, the usual mm. rules and really try to come from a place that's a place of mindfulness, especially when you're talking about sales and heart centered uh, sales and consulting. And, you know, that's, that's really what it is. And I think a lot of float centers feel like really squeamish about sales. Um, And there's a way that you can still do it without feeling like a used car salesman. (laughs) Nice. I would love to not feel like a used car salesman, Kim. Yes. Especially with my voice like this. It'd be really nice not to have to sound like this at the shop. (laughs) But you do it so well. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) Yes. Um, So you guys want to just dive in? Hey, your workshop, your episode, you're, you're the host tonight. All right. All right. So I'm going to share a little bit and then I'm going to ask you guys questions, but I would also love it if you would ask me questions along the way. So um, never been a problem before. Roger that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So starting kind of at the top level, talking about what a funnel is and what does that mean? Um, And if you think about it in broad terms, basically there's this giant population of people are completely unaware that floating exists and then you have people who become aware that it exists and then you have people who start to follow your float center or maybe they a friend told them about it and then eventually you get them in the door and they become a guest at your center and so there's this whole layer and we're not going to be talking about all of those different segments within the funnel um, because there's different tactics depending on where people are in that sales funnel And so the unaware public, if you just start telling them, you know, how great floating monthly is, they have no idea what you're even talking about. And you're wasting your breath. You're wasting your efforts. Um, And so you've got to make sure that whatever you're matching really matches or what you're offering is matching where they are in the life cycle itself. Um, So we're going to focus on that kind of customer guest piece. Once you've got them in the door, how do you get them to come back again? Um, So... A lot of times we talk about, you know, paid ads and paid ads are wonderful for those unaware folks, Uh, but your message has to be very informational, educational, letting them know what it is and that it exists and starting to kind of warm them up. Um, Once they're in the door, though, a lot of times the challenge that we all face, there's there's typically a few challenges. Um, 
one, your sales team, you know, your, your, your staff might feel like they hate sales or that they're not good at it. They might feel like they don't know how to have the conversation with someone. And then another piece that I see a lot of times is people just don't understand the importance of making an offer to get somebody back in the door. Like they, they're just like, yeah, well, we were talking about how awesome the float is and I didn't want to ruin it by trying to sell them something. Um, so those are kind of the three things that I see a lot, but I'd love to know from you guys, what have you seen from your teams? Any other challenges? I, I mean, I think that last part of what you described is spot on. And I think, I don't know that anybody has voiced this before, but also just like, what's my motivation? You know, why, why should I be selling somebody on this as yeah. an employee is um, potentially difficult. Exactly. Drew, and what if, about you? If I may, I actually intentionally don't really try to sell anything because when people come out, I want them to marinate in the blissfulness of the float. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, unless it comes up and they ask questions, then mm -hmm. I'll, unless it comes up naturally, then I'll definitely bring it up. Um, I do have something that I leave for first time floaters. If they buy one more, they get one free. So yep. I'll leave specifically for people who within the system, uh, no free ads float helm is awesome because it, you can see their history floating with you. So I have a laminated little piece of paper that says, you know, thank you for floating. If you like your float today only, if you buy one, we'll give you one free and know what it adds up to. It adds up to three, uh, mm -hmm. months worth of a membership, but people think they're getting a free float, right? Yep. So yep. Exactly. I've also toyed with, and I, Dylan, maybe you can confirm. I think Float Helm can send automated, automated follow up emails, which I think is something I should probably be doing. Mm -hmm. But right now, I just leave something in the, and that's that's kind of the conversation starter. But otherwise, I'm not. If people are like, "That was awesome. This is great," I'm not like, "When do you when do you want to come back?" I mean, I just yeah. kind of think. That's tough. I don't like it being done to mm -hmm. me, and I just feel kind of cheesy doing it, so I don't do that. Yeah, per perfect. And I think it, you're the perfect subject for Kim to be talking with. Yeah, that's great. But can exactly. I just say, also, and we're going to hit on some of those. Uh, Kim is the one that you want to talk to about email uh, follow up emails as well. She's, I think, she's the queen yeah. of, of the follow up email. We're we're okay. going to touch on some of those too. Um, cool. And I'm curious. Um, so Drew just said that he has an offer where he does kind of a, a basically like an intro pack. Dylan, do you guys have, and I know we've talked about some of this before, but just to clarify, do you yeah, have an sure. intro pack or do you make an offer for a membership at that point? We do a starter pack first. So the, the philosophy is get used to floating before we sign you up on a membership. I, I think yes. getting, signing somebody up on a membership immediately just means turnover. Like people cancel, like, no, 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 yes. no, that this is a good fit first. You got it. And that's one of the biggest pieces that I see a lot of times people, you know, a lot of centers will offer like you come in for your first float and then they make the offer for the membership. And if you think about it, even if your membership is a non-committal membership and, mm -hmm. you know, they can cancel any time, even that just feels like a commitment just sure. because it's called a membership. Membership. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah. And if you think about how you're feeling, exactly what Drew was saying, you're coming out feeling like life is amazing and wonderful. And then all of a sudden somebody's asking you to make this big commitment. And it's kind of like popping the big marriage question on the first date. Like, this was amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love you. Let's get married and run away together. Lives together. Have to play hard to get a little bit, right? <laughs> yes. It's such a... Such a huge thing. And so creating some sort of an offer, offer that is not going to take away from their experience and is not going to make you look like you're just in it for the sales and trying to get somebody to come back every time. Uh, really, the goal is to get them to the next float. Um, and some centers will offer a discounted first float and then it's full price for the second float. And so... That to me is a friction point right. where if Don't, you're paying more for the second one, like, why would I, why, yeah. <laughs> why would I want to do that? I did that. The first one I'm, was cheaper and you want me to do it again. If the float was so amazing, it's like, yeah, this is worth it. But you're trying to keep yes. somebody on never paying full price, like keep them, keep them low. There's you a benefit it. to and, showing up repeatedly. 
And I will say, if your center is really slow and and you need to get people in the door, having that discounted first float is a strong strategy. Mm. Um, if you're, you know, fairly steady state or if what your focus is, is on getting people back in the door, then having that discounted float first can bite you um, whenever you're trying to get them to come back. Um, there's also a lot of places that offer a three pack. Um that, you know, their intro pack that they have to commit to before they actually come in for the oh. first time. And while it's a great deal, and you might have some folks who take you up on that because they know it's a great deal. They've heard how amazing floating is, or maybe they floated somewhere else and they're new to your center um, and they are still eligible for that intro pack. Um, they haven't tried it yet, so they haven't had a chance to love it. And so if you can come up with something, you know, and that is still rewarding them financially, but not making it a commitment and not making it more expensive. Um, right. You've got to have something that is really enticing. It's hard to refuse and it promotes floating as a practice. And Dylan, exactly what you said is such a huge piece that um, it's almost like a trial. Like you want to, you as the center want to test them out, like before you're even eligible for this membership, see how it fits into your lifestyle. Is this something that you would benefit from if you're coming back? Will you prioritize it? Because if there's nothing in there to help them to prioritize, if it is a totally non-committal cancel anytime, a lot of times you're going to get deal seekers and people who are just in it sure. because they see that sure. that price tag is lower. Um, so we do what Drew said, you know, the offer that we make is to buy your second float and get the third one for free. So they can start with that full intro package where it is buy the first two and get the third one for free. But we also allow them to basically split that payment. They pay for it because we do a prepay system. They prepay for it when they book. Then they come in and they don't feel like they've spent money that day because they booked it, you know, a couple oh, nice. weeks ago. And so it's a lot easier for them to feel hmm. at ease purchasing the second one and booking or and getting the third one for free. And it's really important to say it that way, because if you say buy one, get one free. People will then say, oh, I can share this with my spouse or tell her, you know, I'll have a friend come with me. But what we're really trying to do is create that practice, that repeat yeah. returning guest. And so, so by how... saying, purchase your second, get your third one for free. And then when they ask, can I share this? What do you say? Mm -hmm. We say um, you can't share this one. We have some other packages that are shareable. But the reason we don't share it is because we want you to have the full experience and all of the benefits of floating three times in a short window. Yeah. Um, you'll get the most benefits by getting to number three yourself. Yep. And most cool. people are like, oh, okay, I get it then. And, you know, we also put stipulations on ours that while your paid float never expires, your third one, which is the freebie, has to be used within three months. And wow. so that means that you need to get number two and number three by that third month. And very few people don't do that. Cool. But we also have all kinds of reminders and things set up so that people, okay. if they're getting close, they haven't used them. They get reminders that, hey, your pass is going to be expiring soon. And um, that's and built that in. Really it's it's like help. a package. Sorry. that mm -hmm. It's like uh, two of them have like a one-year expiry. And then the next one has a – how long did you say yeah. it was? Uh, we give three months to use three float months. number okay. two and number three. Yeah. Cool. And so if, by having an offer like that, you know, that's also going to help your team to be able to consistently talk about it. Um, but the biggest piece where we're missing opportunities is if you don't even ask them, um, and Drew, <laughs> um, I think this is a piece we're going to talk about mindset in a little bit, but this is a piece where if your service is really helping someone, you are not selling them anything you are helping them. And if you think about it from a, con a you know, consultative approach that you are helping someone solve their problem, they came to you because they have a problem and your service helped them with that. Um, they can't say no if you don't offer it, um, but there are ways to offer it even without being like really, really pushy or upfront. And like you said, the, having the, um, the laminated sign in the room, that's something that I strongly encourage. These are the things that we call soft sell touch points. And there are different ways that you can get that message to people without just having to dump it on them at checkout. You know, one, we mentioned it in our uh, orientation video. The orientation video itself says, hey, floating is a practice. It might take you a few tries to really get the hang of it. Most people say that float number three is the is the best one. The first one, they're kind of curious. Number two, they know how it works and it's a little bit easier. And then number three is really the sweet spot for most, most of our guests. And that's why we recommend trying it at least three times. 
And then you layer that. They see the message, you know, on their website. They see different packages that are available when they're at checkout. You know, having those different options listed there is really great. Almost everybody's going to go to that single. Um, but even having something like a six pack or a membership or a, a 10 pack or 12 pack or whatever, again, it's a subliminal thing where you're just saying like, hey, floating is a good thing to do more than once. How many times do you think about booking a massage and it? There's no multi-pack on there at massage checkouts. If you're going to someone who is just a licensed massage therapist, typically it's just a pay-as-you-go service. And that's why massage oftentimes has that, um, I don't know, perception of it being a like treat-yourself kind of thing. Uh -huh, right. Where massage is, if you've had massage before and a really good one, you know it's also something that you should do on a regular basis. But getting that just visual out there of saying this is something you do more than once. Dylan, I, sorry, I thought you had a question. Nope, nope. Um, I mean, I think I do, but also I want to let you yeah. un unpack it yeah. all. Um, a couple of other things that you could do. Um, we have, you know, either like a laminate sign or something that you could put in there, like a little table tent sort of thing. Um, we also have doorknob hangers that we can put on there. I will say doorknob hangers get missed sometimes. Um, so having something that you can put on the bench or on a table or something in the room that is a little more visible is great. Um, ours is two-sided. And on one side, it says, bring this with you to the front desk at checkout if you'd like to take advantage of this offer. And the other side has the offer on there where if you buy your second, you get the third one for free. And so a lot of times we'll have people who come out and they're just holding the thing. They, they don't even say anything. They'll just hand it to the person and say, yeah, you know, like, okay, it's a super, super easy sale. Um, we also have a little sign right above our water cooler. And so when someone comes out of a float, we always offer hot tea or water. And then once we've served it, we let them know, just place your glass over here on top of the water cooler. There's a little tray um, or help yourself to more if you'd like it. And then when they go to put it there, there's actually a little sign right behind it that says, enjoy your first float. And then we have the offer on there um, talking about floating as a practice da, 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 and um, that floating is a practice. And if you purchase your second one today, we give you the third one for free. Uh, you don't have to book it, da, da, da. Perfect. But having different places where you're kind of talking about it. Another option you could do if you have a digital display behind your reception desk is if you have that, you know, digital real estate behind you, you could have the offer on the screen when they come out and you don't necessarily have to say anything at all to them about it. Um, I purchased a digital screen with this, you know, in mind. Sure. We ended up not doing it because we found some really cool stuff that we like putting up there instead. Um, but we have all of these other ways that make it so much easier. And so, you know, a simple line, if somebody says they loved it, say, so glad you enjoyed it. If you want to try it again, I have an offer for you. There's no pressure, but um, I am happy to tell you about it if you want. And then almost all of them are going to say, yeah, what is it? And then we tell them and most of them are going to take us up on it. But some people say, you know, or you can read and you know if they're a little bit hesitant. Uh, and we say, mm -hmm. you know what? No pressure. We'll send you an email after you leave. That offer stands for 24 hours. Just click the link in the email or write back to it and, you know, respond back to that email. And we're happy to help you with that. And that, again, helps so much just to give them a chance okay. to think about it. So I think this is where you and I have differed a little bit in our philosophies, which, mm -hmm. by the way, I just want to clap and cheer and praise for the multiple, like, you know how like brand awareness, you need to see a logo like five or 10 times. I forget what the number is, but you need to see it over and over and over. Of course, that makes sense with seeing membership over and over and over. Um, how easy it would be just to let that slip by. So I just love that it's it's all mm -hmm. over the place. Nothing in your face. It's not flashing signs, yeah. except perhaps your TV flashing sign, although it sounds like <laughs> you're not using it, but in general. Um, yeah. But then, uh, yeah, so um, love that. Uh, but, the, but the difference being... Um, Gosh, now I think I, I distracted myself there. Um, where, where did You're I lose? Talking about the oh, the follow-up. So I've always had the yeah. had an issue with once somebody leaves, we don't hear back from mm -hmm. them. And so mm -hmm. um, we, we were sending out emails uh, afterwards and mm -hmm. we had such low return on that. And so I'm curious if it has to do with your wording, subject line, mm -hmm. any of that stuff to be like, this is why it works well, for us. We try to make sure that they know the email is coming. And so we tell them, I'm going to, and, and sometimes we even ask them, is it okay if I send you an email later? You can take your time and think about it. Um, if they say no, we go in really quickly and turn off oh. our marketing emails to them. Cool. Um, but if they say, yeah, that's fine. Or, okay, I'll watch for that. You know, we, we let it go. But basically the email says, 
Something about, you know, we noticed you didn't take advantage of our offer to upgrade. Most people notice that they sleep better after a float. They feel better mm -hmm. the next day. So why don't you sleep on it? See how you feel tomorrow and then click here if you change your mind. Damn you it, know. Kim. What a great answer. What a great answer. <laughs> well, done, well done. And again, part of it is about making it about them. They came to you because they have a problem. Sure. They, they need your help solving that problem. Right. And, and when you're giving solutions to that problem, you're not selling them a package. You're not selling them a membership. You're helping them solve their problem. Um, it's even Genius. better if you know like their personal issues. If they came in and said, I haven't slept well in a week, go turn off that auto email, send a personalized email that says, Hey, sure. you know, I know you've had a rough week. Hopefully you're going to get that sleep that you need tonight. And then you can still include the offer and have some of the same, you know, sort of similar language, but it's even better if you can really personalize that. Um, and again, solve you, their, their issue. Do you have your staff writing those emails as well? Um, we have them, it's all automated. And so we have the templates, but they have oh. the option to go in and edit those and they can okay. manually send them as well. So, and oh, hours get tracked through our system. So, um, I can tell if somebody opened it and if they read it or not, um, you do lose a little bit. Sometimes they go into people's spam folders. Oh, sure. And so that's one of the reasons we like to tell people like, Hey, um, watch for this email. If you change your mind, you'll have that option. Cool. And truly the link that we include in there, we say it's valid for 24 hours. That link never expires. Sure. And honestly, if it's been a week and they're like, you know what? Floating was really awesome. I want to do that again. I'm not going to say, no, you can't have the deal because <laughs> yeah. it's been too long. Like it's still a win for us, especially yeah. if after that long, they came back and said, man, I really do need to do that again. Yeah. Nice. Um, I'm, I'm loving it, Kim. Yeah. So <laughs> I know. a lot of pushback from me. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that Float Helm can do some automated emails. Mm -hmm. That is out of my wheelhouse since I don't use it. But mm -hmm. um, I know that in the Helmbot captains group, uh, there's been some tips shared there about how to set that up. And I know um, Jonathan Rogue has done uh, some work on on setting up, I believe. And Amy and uh, James Harder from Float Harder have also done some work to set theirs up. And you can even um, link everything through MailChimp and set up some automation emails. So there's lots of ways to do that. If you are not tech savvy, just create yourself a little template that you can copy and paste. And you can still do it. Um, you know, after they leave, just say, I'm going to send it to you as soon as you leave. That way it's in your inbox whenever you're ready to look at it later. You know, I would just like to there throw you. out a couple of things, Kim. Uh, one yeah. is I totally agree that there are people who I think come out a little confused about how they feel and what just happened. Oh, yeah. And sure. I've had multiple people come back when I thought they wouldn't. And mm -hmm. they told me they weren't sure how they felt, but a couple of days later, they like I felt awesome the last two days and there's this settling in that goes on after they leave and they, maybe mm -hmm. they do have that great night sleep or something happens and they just handle it a lot better and they yeah. feel really relaxed and a little less anxious. And I think letting it again, marinate a little bit and then a follow-up email, which I feel like I'm getting excited to look into my, my helm emails and how to send follow-up emails because also, to touch on something else you said, yeah, people might not necessarily come in and say, I have a bad back, I want to float. Mm -hmm. But we, on the side of customer service, inviting them into our home, our float centers can ask them, what brings yes. you in today? Sure. How are you feeling? Are you stressed out? Do you have a physical issue? Got I tell everyone who comes in, most people don't come in here because they feel good. They're coming in because they need a break, <laughs> whether it's from life or their body. So mm -hmm. like, which is it? I, I make light of it and yeah. make a joke of it, but I'm also trying to figure out what brought them in. What you're mm -hmm. right. Like that's how right. we can speak to them and, and I don't want to say sell them, but we can speak to them in a way that could be beneficial for them to come back them. and make it a practice. Yeah. We can help them. Yeah. 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 I love that, Drew. And like having that, whether it's required as an intake, you know, question, or it's part of your booking system or your client profiles, or just your conversations that you're having with people getting to know that. And then also making sure to like document that so that you can reference make it notes. later. Um, exactly. Make notes are like, we keep notes on Always everybody. And staff. Yes. It is so important. But, but in that way, you're again, just tying their problem to the solution that you can offer. Um, if somebody comes in with an issue that you can't solve, 
then offering them a membership or a package or something isn't going to help them at all. And that's when it's going to feel like sales. That's when it's going to feel like really pushy, like, you know, like you've got a quote at a meet or something and the guest is going to feel that too. And so if you can figure out why they're coming in and Drew, I think you're exactly right. Like everybody's coming in because they've got something to deal with. Um, And if we know it, we can speak specifically to what that is. And again, it's, it's mindset. Mindset is such a huge piece of it. Know something else that I say to people, I'll, I'll Mm -hmm. say, do some stretching. It's a great day to do some stretching. And I really hope they go and maybe do a little stretching, stretch the legs, the hams, the quads a little bit, because stretching always feels good. Right. And if they maybe are a little bit looser from their float and they're not as tense, maybe they have a good stretch session and that combined makes them feel awesome. And they're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that float was great. And they forget that they stretched. Right. But but also get the most out of your float, right. You're getting that deeper stretch, like you're in the mode for it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Feels good to stretch after a float. Exactly. So if you think about the sales funnel piece, you know, they have come through your door. You've made a great offer that's going to help them with the problem that they have. And then they've agreed to come back. And so they use their intro package. And so on float number three, especially if you do the third float for free, they literally haven't paid anything. They're coming out of the best float that they've ever had, more than likely. And they're feeling on like on top of the world. And that's a chance to to tell them, like, you can continue to feel this amazing if you want to make this part of your self-care routine. And if you want to continue this as a practice, we have some options for you. Would you like to hear about those? And again, you can also do this via email. You can do this with the same tent cards, you know, the placeholders, the signage, whatever that you want to put in the room. Um, so that it's specific to the fact that, you know, this is their third float. Then after this, they don't have any sessions left. And so have something, you know, for those soft cells so that as they're coming back out, they have that information and they're, you know, they can digest it and come and ask you. Most of the time, our guests come out after that third float. We also have an email that goes out to them um, when they're on their last one. This is, hey, we noticed you only have one visit left. And from here, if you want to continue this, here are your options. You can pay as you go. We have a continuous pass that we offer where if you book your next float to happen within the next three months before you leave, we give you a discount. There's no commitment beyond this one that you just booked. But if you don't book before you leave, you go back to regular price. And so we have a lot of people who are like, they want to keep their discount. And I'll honor that discount for any of our services. I don't care what you're booking, but if you book an appointment to come back to see us again within three months, go for it. And so that's another way, even you know, without having to go into the membership option, we're keeping people coming back in the door and it doesn't feel threatening to them. It feels like, yeah, that's a great option. I want to do that. Like, thank you for doing that for me. Um, and then, of course, if you have the membership option, that's another great way to you know, keep them coming back in. But it's all about the mindset. And so if you think about you know, your team who hates sales, who doesn't know how to start the conversation, um, or the folks who don't get what the big deal is and like why it's so important to do that, making sure that they understand that you're having conversations with your team about how to talk about it. And that if floating helps them, you're helping them by making the offer. You're not trying to meet a quota. Um, I'm very anti-quota. Yes, I get it from a sales perspective. I love setting goals, but my goal is for my team to take care of our people. And that just happens naturally. And if the team feels like they're not just numbers that they don't have to meet quotas. Their job isn't on the line if they don't meet a quota. Um, that's going to help them to feel really, really comfortable. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, if they're not sure how to ask about it, building rapport, exactly what you were talking about, Drew, earlier, like talking to people, finding out why they're coming in, talk to them as humans. And when they come in, start building that rapport then. It's so much easier to have a conversation with someone later and tie back to what they were talking about before. Um, but if you just welcome them in, like, hi, have you ever floated before? No? Great. Okay. Did you watch our orientation video? Or let me go show you where everything is. Da, 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 da. That's not rapport at all. Right. You know, that's right. very transactional. And then if you make a sales offer, if you make an offer for them to come back, it's going to feel salesy. It's going to feel awful. And it's going to feel offer for both people involved in the conversation. Right. Right. Um, and if I can just stress again, yeah. and I because this is a conversation that I have with my staff, don't forget these are people. 
talk, talk to them like people. Be normal yes. with them. Just talk to them. Be, yeah. You know, like it's a very, the more informal you can make it while being professional, I feel like the mm-hmm. more comfortable people will become with you and they'll, um, you know, let down their guard a little bit. And the more comfortable they are, the the more relaxed they'll get. And the more relaxed they get in the float, yeah. the more awesome they think the experience was. <laughs> It's all a trickle-down effect. But they're humans. Talk to them like humans. Like you'd talk to your friend and be sincere Mm -hmm. and empathetic and ask them questions. And I I don't like awkward silence. I I will with my buddies, no problem. But if somebody's there, I don't know that person. I'm fascinated by people. There's a lot of questions you can ask people, which Mm -hmm. is helpful, again, in... not diagnosing, but understanding where they're coming from and why they're utilizing the float services and how you can help them. Yeah. Brings it back to helping them. You you are bringing something we don't have to get into it tonight. In fact, it'd be great for a whole other episode of just um, training employees in general and connecting with employees or or training employees to connect with, with clients. And and Mm -hmm. I know we're talking about the sales part more tonight, but um, especially with uh, employees that are working 20 hours a week or less, and they have maybe another job or two, the gig economy right now and mm-hmm. um just how do how do we approach that so maybe another episode a, but i'd love to discuss that's a whole with you guys. other episode yeah. right yeah. yeah i love it and it's it's so important especially in today's digital world where everybody would prefer to keep in touch with each other by texting and when you what do you do when you have a real human in front of you like it's such a huge <laughs> challenge i yeah. mean it is <laughs> um but speaking of challenges, going back to what we were talking about before, the you know the employees who don't understand the importance of making an offer and trying to get people to come back through the door, um, and I'm not saying this at all to use it as a threat, but as a small business, we kind of have to be a little more transparent with our teams than big corporations do. They're protected by lots of wealth and lots of success, typically. We are not. We're very vulnerable. Even if your center is successful, you're still vulnerable as a small business. And helping your employees to understand that if people aren't coming back in the door, then your business is going to start to fail. And if your business starts to fail, they have to find another job. And for the people who really love working there and doing what they get to do every day, they'll understand that. You know, and again, it's you have to say it in a way that is not threatening. Um, but to say, if we don't have people coming in, we're not in business and I can't afford to pay you anymore. Right. And it's just a simple fact, you know, and and yeah. I think sometimes yeah. we feel like we have to tiptoe around money topics, mm. especially with our teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I share our sales numbers with our team every month. I tell them exactly how far up or down we were year over year. If this was our best month ever, you know, I share, I do a little summary breakdown in my monthly uh, team meeting and just say, here's how the business is looking. You know, there were months where we were slower or where, you know, sales were down or our check-ins were down. And I would say, like, here's where we are. We're, we're trying to come up with some ways to get some more folks in. Um, we're making some phone calls and we need to reach out to our members. And, you know, mm-hmm. what ideas do you guys have for getting people back in the door and let them be a part of that process? It really helps them to feel a stronger sense of ownership, like what they're doing actually cool. matters to the community and to the business, and it's all kind of folding in and helping themselves help others, help the community, help the world. I like that. I like yeah. that, um, the ownership part of, of using it, as mm-hmm. opposed to um, thinking of employees as a tool, uh, how to yes. you know, how to oh. implement the tool of your employee, um, but instead this, mm-hmm. this be their space. Um, yeah. And I also, just to echo something that you've kind of been talking about this whole time, but just you, you talked about initially, you know, paid ads are great for getting that first time floater in. They're not great for recurring. And just something even before I ever opened a business learned was that it's cheaper to uh, retain a client than it is to get a new mm-hmm. acquiring a client client is more expensive yes. than, than retaining one. And so why not do everything you can when somebody comes in to make them comfortable, let them know everything, um, you know, but whether it's membership starter package, everything you can do to retain that client rather than mm-hmm. spending all the money for, for new ones. You got and it. by the way, can and I also then... say, it, the more members you have, the more regular, even if they're not members, the more regulars you have, the less intros you're giving, the more connection you get to have with your people, uh, your your customers, and it's easier on your employees. Like It's just mm-hmm. win, 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 win everywhere. Um, yeah. yeah. We have certain days, like literally, and typically it happens on Sundays, but we have had it on a few other days of the week where we look at the schedule and it is completely booked all with members. 
And that's a day where I'm like, you know what? We don't have the opportunity to do upsells, but man, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful day because we know that we're doing something right and we're taking care of people. They're coming back. And those are the people who are going to go out and find your new clients, your new guests, your new members. Mm -hmm. But if you think about the fact that you've already got them coming back in, they're going to do the legwork to get all of those new people at the top of the Mm -hmm. funnel. They're going to go tell their friends who have no idea what floating is that they did this cool thing or that they've been doing this for a year and that's their secret to success, you know? Um, and, and your, your guests become your marketing team. That's, that's the ultimate right there. We've never had a full day of members. That is a beautiful goal mm -hmm. to have. That would Mm -hmm. be incredible. Love it. It's super cool. I have all of my appointment types color coded by member, like by appointment type. If it's a member of first timer returning guests, all of that. Yeah, of course I do. (laughs) And to be able to look at our screen and it's all green. I'm just like, it's a beautiful day and it's easy. It's fun, you know, because like it's the people we know. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, of course, um, we work and like, this is such a weird thing that as employers, we try to pretend like people just want to come work for us because they just enjoy working. No, it's okay to say like, we work for money. We all work for money. Um, and of course, there are some people who may not be motivated by money, but they see it as a necessity. And so understanding it kind of goes into your employee retention side of things, but understanding what motivates your team members mm-hmm. is really important. And um, that's a question I ask everybody um, when they are first hired on during the onboarding process. I have a little survey that I send to them. Um, and one of the questions is what what motivates you? And I have a list of things. And you know, the people who don't check money on there, I'm like, okay, cool. Money doesn't motivate me, but I know I need it. And so I know that that's a basic need of human life. And so we do offer a commission program. Um, it is not huge on purpose because number one, we can't afford it. <laughs> but number two, I don't want people to feel like they have to be aggressive trying to get, sure. you know, um, intro upgrades and membership sales. And we, we pay commission on anything that's getting somebody to come back in the door. Any package, any single continuous pass, anything at all that gets somebody back in the door, we pay a commission on that starting at $5 and up depending on how much it is. And so while it, you know, may not be a huge number, it's also saying, you know, thank you for getting somebody to come back to see us again. And and that's just another way to reward your employees. Some people are going to be motivated by it, but they're all going to feel at least appreciated for taking that, you know, step and making having a conversation with somebody to help them. May I ask how far it goes? Like if a member is rebooking for their float next month, they're not getting $5 for that, I'm assuming? Right. No, it's for membership. We have a higher number up front. And so they get paid that up front. It's a risk. But, you know, that basically the first mm-hmm. month that somebody is a member, um, we eat the cost because I'm paying our commissions out of that. And so for me, if somebody is only a member for a month, I'm losing money. If they're only a member for two months, we're about to hit even, you know, and by three months, we're back to, to good. And those are the folks that are typically going to stay with us longer. Um, I've thought about doing a commission for memberships that renew. And at some point we might mm-hmm. look at that. That's cool. Um, and because it would be then it would be a lower number. But for every month that this person is a member, you're getting it. And it could even be something like a dollar. You know, if you think about how many members you have mm-hmm. and how many, you know, divided up amongst your team. How, about how many memberships does each person get each month? And can you afford to to pay them that amount on every membership every month? Um, it, it can be pretty affordable, but also pretty lucrative, you know, for your team. I I love this. I, I think that's really interesting. Yeah. And like, if I guess technically, if um, you start paying out and you don't see any increase, then you're really just losing money by paying them out mm-hmm. more. But it really seems to make sense that yeah. this would motivate them and that the, the numbers would increase and it's only good for business. Yeah. Interesting. Exactly. And, you know, I, I go back to hiring again, um, that when we're picking people, we're picking people who want to help the community. We are picking people who enjoy getting to do something more than just sell stuff to people. And so I think about that whenever we're talking about our organic sales funnel and about how we're getting people back in the door is our team decided to take this job because they didn't want hospitality. They didn't want to work in retail. They wanted to do something that is helping the world. 
And I know that sounds so big and audacious, but really, like, that's why we're all in this. Yeah, that's why we started our We want to help the world (laughs) one float at a time. And to think about the fact that that's why we're here. We want to get people back in the door and having some sort of path to help guide people back into your door. And you can pick and choose the pieces that feel right for your culture. Um, And again, if people are a part of that, it's a lot easier to have those conversations and to remind them that what a ripple effect it has on the community. And think about, you know, every time something bad happens, you see somebody getting pissed off in public or, you know, Mm. all that happens in the world around us. And you just look at them and go, you know what? If they just need to float, if they came in to float, I could probably get them to come back and to float and they wouldn't act like that again. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Yeah. So boom, that's it. That's it. That's the secrets to life. <sighs> Kim. So how do we hire you to walk <laughs> us through and when you say it. help set up our email? <laughs> I know like everything you've said, is like if all of this makes sense, and it's like, uh, excuse me, excuse my language. F, uh, Idea. So now, sorry, I, I say this. I say ideas are easy a lot, but I got to say those were very good ideas that were clearly not yeah. just. Uh, oh, I happen to have this really good idea. I happen to really have this good idea. That was clearly a strategy. Implementing that is the even harder part. So I just listened to everything you said. Um, can I just ask, like, should I start with with the signage? Should I start with talking to my with with a um, team meeting about it? Um, mm-hmm. How how would you start this out? Let's just happen to say, I don't know, a hypothetical, like your business was open for 11 years and you've <laughs> like your, your employees have a mix of people who have been around for like eight years and three months. You know, how yeah. would you start implementing these things? Hypothetically, hypothetically. I mean, totally, I totally, think, like, let's say there's a married couple who is running this business and <laughs> like old, old house, like a 1904 awesome building. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the stairs creak when you're on the, the left side or something. Yeah. Um, Ooh, you knew about that, huh? Dang it. <laughs> so embarrassed by those tours. <laughs> I would say pick the easiest thing to implement. Cool. And improve. any, any step is better than no steps at all. You know, you're and so find one thing that's going to be really, really easy out of everything that we just talked about. Implement that see if it works and it might not work. I think that's one of the biggest pieces that we forget about marketing. Every market is different and trial and error is your best friend. Um, There are things that other centers are really successful at. I tried in my center and it bombed. Um, And the same is true. Some of the stuff that I just said is our most successful might bomb for you. And that's the thing is you have to be looking at your results and seeing, okay, does this feel right? Is it performing? And if not, change it. Um, But I would say pick whatever sounds the easiest to you. And honestly, doing something like a tent card in the room, if it's somebody's first time, it's so easy to do. Um, It's so easy and see if that works. And then maybe start having the conversations or maybe set up an email automation. Um, Maybe just start talking to your team. You know, if you've got a meeting coming up, talk to your team and say like, hey, guys, I've noticed like we have a lot of first timers, but we don't have as many returning guests. What do you guys think we can do? And ask them if they have ideas. They might have ideas, but they're holding out on you because, like, what motivation yeah. do they have to share? Good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So really just find something and do that. Cool. I'm, I'm feeling the fire tonight. I've been feeling the fire for, for a few months, uh, like, just at the shop. And so mm-hmm. this this just adds to it. It makes me want to implement things. And um, this is one of those episodes where as much as I listening to my own voice i will be re-listening to this one uh, i i believe a couple times to to roll things out i'll I'll keep our audience and and you of course uh updated on on what we do here yeah i'm curious like if you pick something and drew especially with you know with your feelings about it i'm really curious if you decide to implement anything you have to come back and share so i'm off the top of my head i'm definitely Mm -hmm. thinking about looking into those automated emails. Um, But also where I am very much still trying to sell my float center. I'm not exactly motivated to implement a whole ton of this stuff. I'll be honest with you. But for the next person who buys this float center, I think you should listen to this a couple of times and (laughs) implement away because there is plenty of floats Mm -hmm. to be had out there. And (laughs) there's a lot of great ideas and, you can come in and work a little harder than me and make a lot more money. Hilarious. Yeah. I mean, you technically could up the value of your business by implementing some of these things, boosting sales, et cetera. But uh, I get what you're saying, Drew. I, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. 
Yeah, I'm in a I'm in a good spot in my life right now. <laughs> I'm cruising. Nice. So, uh, that's, that's great. Awesome. I'm enjoying. But these are great ideas, absolutely. And yeah. I do feel I've been thinking about the emails because, um, Dylan, was it you who didn't have a good float? Your first float. Yep, that's true. Same it was. here. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So when when two people come in, I always. I'm always like, at least one of them is going to like that float, right? Mm -hmm. And if they both get the email for some type of follow-up, I think that would be an easy, yeah, let me try it again, you know? Because especially if one person has those feelings and the other one doesn't. And ah, I didn't really have that in my float. I should try that again. I was a little fidgety. I got the salt in my eyes, whatever mm -hmm. it may be. But maybe that's an incentive to get those people back again, right? So, yeah, I think it's great. Go, Kim. Go, Kim. Go everybody. Go team float. Um, Kim, any Real last quick. words, please? Yes, yeah. perfect. <laughs> On that, <laughs> Drew, Drew sparked something there. I've noticed this really fascinating thing that happens when we have um, groups that come in together, two or more people. I mean, our groups are floating two to three people. Um, sometimes you will have one person who loves it. And then you have the other one or two who maybe had an okay float. Yep. Or wah, they wah. just wanted to do it as a treat. And because the friend doesn't upgrade, the person who loved it doesn't upgrade. Oh, and so that's a case where having that follow-up email and saying, hey, guys, just want to let you know you're going to get an email. Um, check it out if you're interested in coming back. No pressure. If not, we're not going to spam you with a whole bunch of email, but we wanted to give you the same offer that we give everybody on their first visit. And just leave it at that. And I can't tell you how many times we've had people who've come in in those parties where one or two people... Or they're so busy chatty. They just want to go get the coffee or go shopping or do the next thing or whatever. But there's one person who is sitting here having this like, oh, my God, that's the best thing ever. <laughs> and they are kind of like, oh, like, did I? Why did I have such a good time? And they didn't. And then <laughs> they catch that email and then they'll upgrade via email and they come back and become members. And then later they tell chatty Cathy's to come back in again and bring them in and. You get them back in the door at that point. Um, but having some way for somebody to stealthily say, you know what? That was really cool. I want to do that <laughs> without their pushy funny, friends for saying no. So, yeah. Yep. Kim. Yep. We're God done. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. doing the Lord's work. <laughs> thank you. <Kim. laughs> um thank you guys. It's good to good to see you guys. Um, oh, Gloria's not going to be able to make it to tonight's recording. <laughs> Maybe we miss you, Gloria. We do miss yeah. you, Gloria, so much. Um, Kim, Drew, thank you. Gloria, we love you. Olga, thank you for producing the show. Um, thanks to our sponsors, FTA, Float Helm, Mindful Solutions, 2Ls, Mindful.Solutions. See what Kim can do for your social media management and so much more. She, It is really growing what she can offer. And uh, thanks to Deepest Darkest for our theme song. And I think that's it, unless I'm forgetting anything. As always, take one thing from tonight's episode and implement it. You've got some homework this week. We'll see you next week. <laughs>